From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Wednesday, September 6th. Grand County's school district went into the year short. They were short on kitchen staff, short on substitute teachers, short on maintenance workers. They were able to boost staff numbers in a lot of departments before the school year officially began. But there's one that's still searching for the right mix of people who are part mentor, part transportation professional. Bus drivers. So this is our training room and our break room and slash giveaway fruit and vegetables. Anna Conrad is the director of transportation at Grand County Schools. We're speaking in the break room at the bus barn, a space right now full of garden-grown food. It's homey, comfortable, mostly, I think, because of the school bus-themed decor. We are all yellow school bus. We love school buses. It was here at the bus barn, just about a month ago, that Conrad had a meeting with her staff. She gave them a heads up that this year might be a little challenging. It's two days before school starts. Mm-hmm. My drivers come in and I update them on all the new procedures and things that are going on for the year. And um, at that time, I just said, you know, we're, we're really short this year um, on drivers. About five drivers short. And that can be a real hit to a small district like Grant. Conrad says to most efficiently run routes from Spanish Valley to Castle Valley and cover activities like sports games and field trips, The district needs three more full-time and two more part-time drivers. And they don't have that yet. So to accommodate, they've combined two routes into one. Anyone and everyone who can fill in is, including the transportation district's mechanic and Conrad herself. It's a juggling act every day, and um, it can be entertaining, (laughs) to say the least. Grand County's schools are not alone in this transportation juggling act. Major counties and cities across the country are also facing driver shortages. It's even caused temporary school closures. This nationwide issue has been bubbling for some time. It was starting back before the coronavirus happened. So um, bus shortages throughout the nation actually started before COVID. And then after COVID, of course, it just went downhill. Private transportation company Hop, Skip, Drive surveyed hundreds of districts across the country for their annual school transportation report. In their latest survey, districts say they've lost bus drivers to retirement, low pay, and competition with private companies like Amazon, who need professional drivers. Conrad says driver retirement hit in a big way for Grand County Schools. And so that's, that's been really tough. Not replacing them is the hard thing. That's because it takes, as Conrad says, a certain person to be a school bus driver. This person wants to drive a 40-foot bus. They want to get their commercial driver's license and continue their education. They want a split-shift schedule, and they want to work with students. We classify our buses as mobile classrooms, so um, teaching doesn't end at school, and so most of our drivers know that. Part of each driver's route, according to Conrad, is to learn every student. School bus drivers are the first staff students see in the morning and the last before they go home. And so drivers have a unique opportunity to bond with those students in a different way than a teacher would. We see their homes, we see where they're going, and we can see if they're having a bad day. And um, we just talk to them. 
Conrad hopes that this unique type of mentorship will attract new professionals to the field. But a few other incentives will likely help, too. The district has increased driver pay. New school bus drivers in Grand County now start at just over $22 an hour. And if they work full-time, they can get benefits like medical and retirement. This year, Conrad is even offering an in-house CDL class beginning this October, and she's hoping she'll get some more dedicated staffers out of it. It's quite a process to uh, become a school bus driver, but there's nothing better in the world. Hanging in the halls of Grand County's bus barn are professional photos of the drivers pictured with their buses. They kind of remind me of the starting lineup of a championship sports team. Conrad says they should because her team are all stars. Can't speak highly enough about my crew. We've got a great, a great team. I couldn't ask for any better drivers. She tells me how one driver decorates their bus with images of butterflies, another in motivational quotes, another hosts word of the month where kids can earn extra credit for using the word in a paragraph or a picture. She has a fitting theme for her department this year. My theme this year is we are small, but we are mighty. If anyone out there has an inkling about being a big yellow school bus driver, she's happy to have them tag along on a route. CDL class starts early October. Find Conrad's contact info in the show notes of today's news. On Sunday, tribal members and motorcyclists honored missing and murdered indigenous relatives as part of the Four Corners Motorcycle Rally in Durango, Colorado. For Rocky Mountain Community Radio, Clark Adamitis has more. Motorcycle rallies are a bacchanal of races, rock bands, and lots of gawking at chrome and souped-up vehicles. This past Sunday morning, the partying took a pause when 100 riders gathered in a semicircle around Southern Ute tribal member Hanley Frost. We have the highest rate fatality native women. Nothing is done. They pushed it aside. Before offering a prayer alongside a drum group, Frost speaks to the riders. We have families. I have a brother. They might have a sister, a brother, uncle, dad, someone in your family that was murdered or ever saw. I have a brother that was like that, that was just pushed aside. Uh, They labeled him as a drunk. It was a drop. Many of the people gathered here know someone who was missing, including Daisy Blue Star, Vernon Holly, and Manuel Lito. What got me started was my Aunt Bernie uh, Frosty Gap for 20 years. She didn't receive her full justice. I have a, a niece that went missing three years back, I think it was, and uh, they never found her. I'm here on this uh, ride to represent for uh, my uncle, Todd Blancher, who went missing. Back in August 30th, 2006, I believe. Many of the riders are wearing red, the color of the missing and murdered indigenous relatives movement. They ride two and three abreast on the highway, revving their engines and stopping traffic en route to Ignacio. Along the highway, there are more red dresses and red shirts hanging on posts, a symbol of the missing and the murdered. I felt a spirit that followed us all, carried us to this place. For Vernon Holly, a Diné man, 
a motorcycle ride to Ignacio offers time to reflect on missing relatives and the meaning of motorcycles for Native Americans. Our people have always rode horses, so the motorcycles like our horse too. So that's our iron horse. I think that's the whole point of being on the bike is that it's such a euphoric feeling that it's it's amazing. It it's like medicine. Kristen Velasquez Howe is a volunteer with Native Love, the group that organized the event. You do realize how many people are being affected by this and that, you know, the system is not helping us. That's the sad part is that's why we have to come together as a community and fight together. The rally continues on at the Southern Ute Cultural Center in Ignacio. Following speeches, more drum groups, and a documentary film, riders mount their bikes and ride together back toward Durango. I'm Clark Adamitis. That story was shared with us via Rocky Mountain Community Radio, a network of public media stations in Colorado, Wyoming, Utah, and New Mexico, including KZMU. The Bureau of Land Management oversees an astonishing 245 million acres. The agency has just released a plan for managing recreation, and the Mountain West News Bureau's Murphy Woodhouse has the details. The blueprint lays out what the agency calls several major shifts. It comes as the BLM, like many land agencies, has seen a jump in visitation. Jessica Wall-Turner, president of the Outdoor Recreation Roundtable. I think this document is responding to how do we preserve these amazing wild experiences that you can have on BLM lands, given that there's more people out there, that there's more impacts of weather and that the federal appropriations budget hasn't kept up with all of those things. The agency plans to improve workforce diversity, more accurately measure visitation, and grow partnerships with other government entities, nonprofits, and the private sector. To diversify revenue sources, the agency will also ensure that all opportunities for fee collection are fully implemented. Wall Turner says collecting more fees is just one option on the table, along with things like using youth cores for lower-cost recreation projects. I'm Murphy Woodhouse. And that's the KZMU News for Wednesday, September 6th. Get your community-powered journalism weekdays on the airwaves at noon and 6. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.